Hey everybody, welcome to Rain City Supercars, episode 30, big 3-0. Yeah, well, Dan and I haven't been 30 in many, many years, so this is as close as we're going to get for now. <laughs> That's depressing to think about. <laughs> it's okay. There's a lot of things we do that are depressing. I mean, Everything after 30 is harder, kids. Slower getting out of bed, slower going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's slower getting up in the middle of the night, go to the bathroom. <laughs> Maybe this is just me, but I don't know. Nick we, needs to drink more water. Wow. Hydration helps. Hydration helps. Um, it's been a little. Let's do a little catch up. It's been a while since Dan and I actually recorded, as random as it is. <laughs> yeah, we usually do these on Monday. I publish on Friday. I do my editing and things like that. But we actually did two in one week, and I double edited in one week. So I haven't touched the podcast for a little while because we, we just we just wanted to take a break, not from you guys, but from everything else because we've been busy. So yeah, it feels like rest, this has been forever. Yeah. And. Uh, we had some really good couple of good car wash dates. Get 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 the, all the cars all finally cleaned up for the summer, and had a re- couple of really good days at Exotics. Um, had some insanely interesting cars come through there the last few weeks. It's been a lot of fun actually. And since we're we're talking about this, and this comes out on Friday, uh, this weekend is our German Car Day, which will be one of our biggest car days out there. Yeah, and, uh, this is not a. Porsche-specific thing this no. year, which is nice. Nope. Uh, We're going Germans. Yeah, no, and we love all Porsches. Obviously, some of my favorites, but uh, it's nice to get some of the... We have some crazy good BMWs we've seen lately. There was that 2800 CL that came in the other day. We had an M1 that came in that was uh, Mr. Peter Gleason's. Not a 1M. <laughs> Showed up out of nowhere. I know the difference. I, oh, said so, it yeah. wrong. I said it wrong when I was doing the live Did feed. You? I said uh, 1M. <laughs> I, was, I knew... I, I meant M1. It's but confusing. It. It's confusing. It's confusing. Well, it's like amateur hour over there i'm like looking i'm looking at the car and the badge and i said uh one <laughs> yeah well i mean i get confused every time i think about it like if, unless i'm looking at the car like you were i i get it confused especially with the new little one and and that doesn't exactly pay homage to that car so no it's just the, actually that's it's funny that's i feel like that's the e30 m3 replacement the m3 everybody wanted was the uh, m1 well, yeah. yeah, they still do. I mean, my BMW's got some stuff in the pipeline, but that's another show for another topic for another yeah. show. So anyway, yeah, German car day. It'll be a huge day, center court. I'm looking forward to that. That's one of my favorites, if if not my favorite theme day we have besides opening day is actually German car day, just because of the, uh, the eclectic. I mean, we get obviously more valuable cars, but I like seeing the vast variety of uh, Porsches. And, the, and you're guaranteed that day to see like, the very first generation 911 all the way to the brand new one and they line up so perfectly it just makes for awesome photos well not only that um but we have uh a couple of cars coming from some very nice cars and award winners from the volkswagen family that um uh kind of surprised coming out of las vegas of all places so we got two cars coming i guess that doesn't surprise me there they won't rust away (laughs) no but i mean these are these are show winners and uh they've been approved by our, our our local uh vw expert jason boriog so it should uh as long as they've gotten past him, we're good. But Dan, we got a very interesting guest today. Your, it was your idea to bring him in, you know, after we bailed him out of jail. And, uh, you know, <laughs> he's, he's English, so, it's, you know, you got to find him at a pub somewhere. Pressure's on now. If he doesn't do well, it's all my fault. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> I'll kidding. take some blank. Well, you're the one that gave him beer. That's a, that was a necessity. Like, weird. This, Bare necessity. This has got to be the first time I think neither one of us has a drink. I mean, we have water and stuff. I've had, I've had a day. I've had a day. I mean, it, it's, 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 it was supposed to be my day off, and it was not my day off. So. My mom's going to call me after listening to this and be like, are you an alcoholic? Why is this the only time you don't have a drink? First of all, alcoholics <laughs> go to meetings. You're a drunk. <laughs> Remember that. So, Whatever. Yeah. So our guest today is photographer Carl Noakes. And chances are you probably know Carl, whether you have been to exotics or not. You've seen his work. You just haven't met the man behind the camera. 
his work has been published in well all over the place. Everything from uh, the AKC AKC Kennel Club magazine to Porsche magazines to I mean obviously his car work is how we know Carl from um, running into him at many events, not just exotics but launch parties and uh, some of the LeMay parties, things like that. We see Carl everywhere in the car scene. You're you're always at the car shows. You're well, the- well, thank welcome, you. Carl. Well, thank you. <laughs> and, and thank you for this, uh, this IPA. You know me too well. I'm Bainbridge Brewing. Exceptional. Thanks, yeah, Dan. That's all Dan. That's all yeah. Dan. I mean, I'm surprised I'm the only guy drinking. That is well, a surprise. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is a surprise. Half of it is because um, Rain City Supercars is a little out of whiskey right now. We need to restock. And um, the local advisor, a.k.a. me, hasn't done that yet. But, it sounds um, like the conversation you had with Ashley. She drunk all of it from what I can recall. No, 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 no. She <laughs> didn't drink at all. I mean, you know, we had a great time. Ashley's one of our favorite people. But Ashley's one of those fav- our favorite people that we've done work with. And then we hang out, we hang out with outside of, outside of work and... She knows how to hang. That's all yeah. I have to well, say. I hope, I hope folks can understand the accent. I mean, you did have Adam on from Wales, We'll, we'll right? slow it so, down. Don't worry. Okay. If we can have Adam on, yeah. we can have you on. Okay. Thank you. Sorry, Dan. I just clicked the table Sorry. there. <laughs> Dan just Nick's, jumped about two feet. Yeah. See, I'm going to learn with the table with headphones on. So when Nick just like smacked his bottle against the table there, I'm just going to leave it in there to make you feel bad. Yeah. It sounded like thunder going off in my head. Won't be the first time. Won't be the last time <laughs> to make me feel bad. It looks like a bottle of like some posh mineral water with fruit in it. Yeah, it's it's posh mineral water. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> jolly good, Old jolly cat. good. <laughs> Bugger off, chin chin. Yeah, yeah. What did, what did he say to me? Had two multiple chins? Is that what he said? I probably should. Yeah, no, no. I'm just going to leave that one alone. Carl, like Dan was saying, everybody knows you, um, and if they don't know you, you probably have a photo of them because you're you're one of these people that gets these incredible shots. Not only the exotics, but you will have your talents have been taken over and used by the Ferrari Club concourse you've had you know, you've been published in the uh, Porsche Club magazine like Dan said you were 912 registry you, mm. you had a photo of your own dog published in the AKC uh, magazine yeah there's there's a story there yeah. right I, I my wife was in the um, the, the vets in Issaquah um, having our dogs just having a checkup and the, I was going to say, you, know, yeah. you should send your no, wife I wasn't to a nicer there. place no, than the vet. It's been a while since I needed to go <laughs> yeah, to the vet. But, um, <laughs> she was having Carl neutered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, you're again, in the magazine. Again. <laughs> again. And, and, and the vet said, is your husband Carl Noakes? And he pulled yeah. out this magazine, and apparently I'd won second prize. 250 bucks, and I'll take it. Hey, hey yeah. there you go. Yeah. Dog's paying off. <laughs> paid, paid for the beer for the rest of the week. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Just for the week. <laughs> you only drink $250 worth of beer a week? Yeah. I've slowed down Amateur. quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Amateur. Yeah. That would kill you with the amount of Rainier you could drink for $200 a week. Yeah, I'd be floating in beer. <laughs> I don't exactly drink the high-class beer that the rest of the world does. But yeah. Carl, give our listeners a little bit of a background, because obviously they can tell by your accent that you know, you're know you from Australia originally. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> oh, you're not a criminal. I'm sorry. Uh, no. no. <laughs> I've got a good Australian joke if you want to oh. hear it. Sure, no, that's, that's not, not for this show. <laughs> we don't. Children. We don't know many Australian people. It's fine. I know a few. Do you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. yeah. A few buddies down there. No, so I, I've been actually next July the 28th. It's 10 years that uh, I arrived in the US. Oh. So uh, give a round of applause. Well, round of applause. Right, yeah. Yeah. Golf Yay, clap. US. Golf yeah. clap. Actually, Friday is 10 years since I moved to Seattle. So it's about the same thing. It's Across the state. Across half of the world. Across the pond, yeah. Across and, the pond, uh, yeah. And, you know, we were lucky enough to get citizenship late last year, so no getting rid of us Congratulations. now. Oh, Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. That just proves I don't have a criminal record. That proves, um, that proves nothing. Oh, yeah. I guess then. <laughs> yeah. I, um, it's harder now. Yeah, exactly. I moved across with work. 
Yeah. So uh, a Microsofty, 20, yeah. 22 years, 10 little, years. Little, little startup here. We hope it, we hope it works yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. very much a startup when I arrived. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not. You took it to what it is today. <laughs> I, yeah. If only, if only. <laughs> and um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I worked for Microsoft in the UK. And prior to that, worked for a few other American companies like AT&T. Um, left university with a degree in computer science that stood me well all over the years. I always had a passion for cars. Used to co-drive in the UK National Rally Championship, actually. Wow. Um, which, okay. was, which was fascinating. That brought some memories. I mean, you know, going down a Welsh forest at sort of 100, 120 miles an hour with like 40 yards visibility in fog, and you're actually instructing the driver off the map that you're reading, and he trusts you. And you, you come to a brow of a hill, and he goes, is it going left, is it going right, or is it going flat? And you say, it's 30 degree right, and he goes, 30 degrees right. And you need to call it. It's, I have it's always intense. wanted to ask this as a co-driver. I've never been able to meet a co-driver. And I had no idea that you'd done that. Yeah. Staring at a book that you've written the instructions down to remember, correct? Correct. And then trying Pace to figure notes. out where you're at, looking up and down. I would be so car sick going that fast and going, you know, third degree right, third degree right, left, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I watch some of those videos. Like, I mean, I, I'm a huge fan. And I know I'm going to butcher the name. It's Colin McCray. Colin McRae. Thank you. Colin McRae. Legend. 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 Absolutely legend. And, Russell, and um, Richard Burns. And Richard Burns. Together. Watching those guys, I mean, some of the in-car in the car, in car cameras were probably some poor guy back there with an 8mm. But, I mean, watching those guys run and, and him talk, give him just instructions. And it's a, it's a really tight bond, as you were just saying there. Yeah. The fact that they got to trust you. It's trust. Because if you say trust. left and you're supposed to go right, you're going into somebody's farmyard. Well, you know one of the tricks that deceives you visually? Sometimes you can be going down those roads and there's a tree line that goes opposite to the, call, the notes that you're calling. And your brain is telling you to follow the tree line and your co-driver is telling you that not. And that tree line can be a fire break in a forest. Oh, and yeah, you, I didn't even... Th I, I've never... I've done the closest I've come to that is doing dirt fish and things like that. Totally not even the same thing. But I've been a rally fan my whole life. I used to get the Duke videos before you could get, you know, before YouTube. I had to order them from the UK, and they'd show up like a month later. But I, all the rally highlights, it's a huge fan. So yeah. I had no idea you did that. That's so yeah, cool. no, it was, it was insane time. So the the guy I used to uh, co-drive for, Chris, we had a um, escort Cosworth, nice Mark II, with I think they were called BDAs at the time, something like that, Cosworth engine. But what was always one of my lasting memories was just before the national, it was called the RAC, Lombard RAC Rally at the time, which is the, when the World Rally Championships arrives in the UK. And some of the drivers need to get their super license. So they have to complete a couple of national events prior. And so we're on rallies where we're absolutely flat out, thinking, you know, to your point, sweat pouring out of you. And this was just in the age of the Group B cars, and they used to overtake us. That's on, on forest tracks, right? They they just practicing, <laughs> right? You know, we would be like full on sideways. Was that guy sipping a coffee? Well, what was that? What was that? <laughs> no, what was that metro little yeah. mini metro overtaking? Yeah. You know, the six R four with a V six in the background. But uh, and Dirtfish has a great collection, right? They've got oh yeah, they've the got Richard Burns his Subaru, the five five five. Yep, got Colin McRae's old Ford um, Focus RS, if I yep. recall. And they've got, is it Hanu Mikla's Mark II or some, they've got a Mark II up there. Yeah, they have Mark II. I'm not sure the is driver. Is it Hanu Mikla or is it, it was one of the other? They've got a lot of little hidden secrets up there. Some that people don't even know are in, in the area and some that 
will never be seen. Yeah. But they come out for British Car Day a lot. Dirtfish has brought a lot of cars Yeah, out. I saw he had the RS200 yeah, last, last which summer. Which is an insane. insane car. It's so crazy when something like that pulls up. You're just like, oh, awesome car, awesome car. It's like Lamborghini, Ferrari, like RS200. Oh, here Holy comes another crap. Ford. <laughs> oh, wait, that's not another Ford. Did you know <laughs> Did you know in Europe they had those as police cars in certain countries? I think Belgium did it. Insane. It's insane, right? I love it. Huh. That'd be hard to get away. <laughs> <laughs> Bootlegging's a little harder over there. Uh, so, yeah, so we used to, I, that was my formative motorsport introduction in a way. And then uh, just, just sort of went on from there. Photography has always been like uh, a, a passion, but uh, not done a lot of it until quite recently when uh, out of the blue, my wife got me um, a Christmas present or a holiday present, which was a three-day course in New York with National Geographic. And that was about four years ago now, and that, that rekindled the passion. Photography is something I have never mastered. Um, and I, your photos are incredible. Thank you. It's just, and I... <laughs> And it takes a true art. Like, we've got some really great photographers amongst us. Oh, there's an excellent. I mean, that's between you and, and Jason Tang and Jonathan D'Amato, people that really can capture, you know, and I think everybody has their, their niche as far as they can either capture the car or the people, or some people can, can capture the people and the car and the moments. You know, it's not necessarily about the car, it's about seeing the moments. Like, there's an, uh, you did a photo shoot after Porsche Day a couple of years ago with a gentleman who had just waxed his it was what was what, what was that porsche that it was just i was a 912 912 Rob Erring. and it had rained and you captured it you, you you could tell how well the car had been waxed by oh, the totally. water beating yeah but it was just you cap you, it, you really you, it encapsulates the moment and you, you're kind of there with your photography and i really love yeah that. and i got paid handsomely for those photographs well yeah what a keg of beer or something a keg of beer a keg of beer i, think, I mean uh, no actually it wasn't really a keg it was a growler but uh, well, that's still but it was absolutely epic I and mean, i thank yeah. thank rob for that he's probably listening if we were all uh, paid in beer we'd all be a lot happier i'll tell you yeah i mean we'd be living in a van down by the river but we'd be happy so. yeah and it was great and rob arranged for the magazines and they to, to ship me a copy as well so it's always appreciated just to, to see there's still something um epic about seeing a print you know a, a photograph in print something you did yeah yeah and you yeah. can touch it and feel it well yeah you've done like the the year that uh the thugs uh um, volunteered at the Ferrari concourse. And I forgot what year it is they did the book. You did the cover photo for that uh, for that book. It's for actually poster, sitting on yeah, yeah. actually sitting on my bookshelf here. But yeah, yeah, yeah the, that was the the Lusso. Yeah, yeah, which was an uh, amazing car. And that's where I met William Howard, who's yeah. the you know the chairman or president of president the Ferrari and, Club. Yes, and his executive assistant, Miss Jamie June. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And then the chief judge, Judge William, and I'm going to butcher his surname up. Um, sorry, Will Diefenbach, who's the chief judge there. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yeah, yeah. I believe yeah. that's correct. He's got a Ferrari Testarossa, yeah. which is you know close to a hundred point car. Yeah, beautiful, that thing beautiful is stunning. Car. Yeah. So um, we we always kind of talk to our guests, and you obviously were being an automotive show and being Pacific Northwest and being here. What was your first car? What was the first car that you? You drove. So my my, my first, oh, this could go on for a long time, cars, That's fine. cars that Carl's it's driven. It's almost like it's, this is a car show, so I think people will it allow is. it. <laughs> yeah, so um, the very first car I had that my father uh, bought me was a Mini Metro, not the 6R4, it was like a one litre. Um, it was, it, it was, was a, a smaller version of the British Mini? Well, you, you know the Mini, the, yeah. the, sort of the, the classic Mini, it yeah. was the modern version of that after they replaced the Mini and they bought out this more sort of, um, I'm sure Dan can find a copy on the internet for oh, you. Oh, yeah. But it was, it was like the mini city car. It was a pretty basic car, built by British Leyland, so it was very high quality. Okay. Not. Not. 
Yes, I know yeah, about British a... quality with my Triumph. I look at that thing and I go, when this rolled off the line, it had to have leaked water then. Like, but then, I, then I moved yeah. on. You know, once I was old enough to, you know, pay for insurance, I moved on to a series of fast forwards. Okay. So uh, there was an XR3i in my history, uh, which I think was a Mark III Escort at the time. Yeah. 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 Which was sort of the hot hatch at the time, you know, try and beat the Golf GTI, but never quite made it. Um, and then I went actually a bit retro. I went back to the Mark II. So I actually had, you remember the RS2000 with the, the, the dual headlights? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. Well. And actually, one of my favorite cars ever was I, I saw one at uh, Exotics a couple of years ago. A guy called Glenn Wallace has a, an orange one. And um, I haven't seen one in the US in all the 10 years I lived here. And so that was a, a magical Carl's moment. Also, really good at knowing people's names and their cars. The rest of us yeah. are like, "Oh, that, that's the guy that owns the GT." <laughs> yeah, You're well, that actually, guy with that car. That nice guy, to yeah. see you well, for the hundredth time. That's part of the connection, right? Because you know, you go up to people, you you have a moment of interest, and yeah. it, to me, it brings that little bit extra in the photograph. Because then you take the photographs, you know, and you get to know the, the person. Yeah. You get to know the person. You build a friendship, actually. Yeah, yeah. but that's uh, something I've been trying to do. The last, uh, well, since we opened this year, since I've been going back to exotics, I've been trying to schedule it at, at almost exactly 9.30, and I wasn't, I was late this year. I try and go live on Facebook, and I try and walk around and just get everybody to see the cars that are there, so people who hmm. can't attend can join it. And I was just talking uh, via a couple of owners via Facebook, like, I really, people I see all the time, like, I want you to tell people about your car and why you come to exotics. Like, I, the, that's why we go. The cars are cool. We show up and we meet for the cars, but... We've said it a million times. The people are why we stay. It's I love talking to people. I love seeing friends yeah, I, and building those relationships. I was at a Porsche event the other day, the Porsche Club, and the, I think the chief, Dirge, I think it's Dennis Hood, I may be mistaken, said he joined the club 30 years ago. He said he came for the cars and he stayed for the people. And I that's such a great quote. Well, it is. I mean, like I said, it, it's... I mean, we the cars happen to be in the parking lot, but everybody comes for the for the uh, the, the camaraderie and, and to see their friends and have coffee on a Saturday morning and, and get your weekend started off right. I mean, and I mean, I love exotics, but my my favorite thing is seeing the people. I mean, yeah. the, the cars are and great. I mean, and the stories. And this, we have a great community around here where everybody has a story behind their car. Oh, and totally. They, and and no, and the, you know, it, even if it's something like I just went and bought a brand new, you know, uh, Porsche. It's it's the story that has led up to it. I mean, um, what is it? What's, what's your your ex neighbor that is part of the Porsche? Oh, Sydney club. Tanner. Sydney. I mean, she had a great story in the fact. That, I mean, a perfect example of the fact that you know she had that boxer that she got from her dad, and then she'd cared for that, and then she, her dream was to have a 911, and she's just gotten a 911 and is really using it. It's it, it's the stories that come behind it. Yeah. Now she's doing like all the marketing direction for the yeah. PCA. Oh, for, oh for yeah, the I, I saw. I got a great photo of Sydney last week. She she's got a golden retriever in the passenger seat. Yeah. And that, that was a shot to the day, I think. I, that kind of stuff is what I love. Yeah. So after, after Exotics last Saturday, we all, uh, a bunch of us went to lunch. And it's funny how that group has grown. It used to be like five or six of us. There was probably about 20 of us. And we typically go to Hollywood Tavern, which we've talked to tons of times. When it's nice, out, we can sit outside and they can make room for a large group outside. Well, one of our newer volunteers and one of my coworkers, Jared, brought his grandfather out who uh, has a Corvair. White on white, absolutely beautiful car. And he was an original engineer for GM and Pontiac. And he was there. He goes, oh, it was so nice to see all the DeLoreans. We had four DeLoreans last Saturday, which is, we usually have a few, but that we had this yeah. whole lineup of. And he goes, we thought, I, we thought he was delirious. Right? Yeah. yeah Most people he, don't say that. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I love those cars. He goes, I knew John DeLorean and I, I designed the AC compressor on that car. Oh, whoa. And I'm like, 
okay. <laughs> and so is he's, that something to be proud of? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, but it was like one of those things like where you go, oh, okay. I mean, even though you put together a, a small piece of this car, like just to kind of throw that out there, like most people at the table kind of stopped and kind of turned and went, we're listening. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a car with a history, right? Oh, yeah. That's a company with a history. The whole company, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a pretty thriving DeLorean community around here, isn't it? Yeah. The workshop, um, the DeLorean workshop, there is right in Woodenville, right by the wineries. Yeah, because if my memory serves me, a couple of years back, I was at the July the 4th parade down in Kirkland, and didn't they have like 15 or 16? Um, they, yeah, I, I think it may here. be the same one. They used to be one that was right near Metropolitan, like in the back, one of the yeah, back I corners. Think, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and I don't know if they've, they're, they're the ones that have moved to Woodenville or not, but it's a pretty thriving community, and we have everything from the absolute cherry originals to... A couple that are, you know, they have the full flux capacitor. Yes. Well, I guess and, uh, you know, conversions, conversions, yeah. everything. Yeah. A, a, a guy I used to work with, um, Grad Con, he's he's got one with the real genuine flux capacitor yeah. inside. Yeah, and, he's come um, to exotics. Yeah, 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 he's moved to New York now. Um, so uh, I don't know where his car is, but uh, and I I think he's. Uh, his registration plate is Doc One or something like that, so he's very into it. You, get, you either get that or out of time. But maybe he can bring it from New York with his well, time capsule. He'll be able well, to come just, over. Yeah, it's a show quick, the car. It's a quick trip. It's a quick trip. It's yeah. a quick trip. He I could mean, even go, he could even go to last week's now. I mean, part, you know, part of the problem with those cars was getting them to eighty-eight miles an hour. I think is the before, <laughs> yeah. before they'd actually jump. Uh, so. yeah. Never had a DeLorean, but uh, you know, after my fast four days, I moved on to. Uh, little bit like BMWs. You know, when, I, when I started work for Microsoft in the UK, you get a company car. Right. And so, oh, yeah, you start rubbing your hands. And, you know, and so I started out with like a series of BMWs, 323, then I had a 325, 328, just moved up. Had a couple of M3s. And I alternated between an M3 and a Porsche 911, went back in my driving style suit in an M3. Huh. Went, went alternated, but, uh, but those were the days. Let's take a quick break before we go any further, because I want to hear more about your... I know you're a big Porsche guy. Yes. And uh, let's talk a little more about that when we get back. Hey, everybody. This is Dan from Rain City Supercars. Rain City Supercars is brought to you by M Squared Fitness, personalized fitness and personalized performance. Nick and I are both members at M Squared and can personally testify to the great results. You can find M Squared Fitness at m2-fitness.com or on Facebook or Instagram at m2fitnessredmond. Mention Rain City Supercars and get your first visit free. But remember, you've got to mention Rain City Supercars. And we're back. Uh, Carl, your current car right now, um, being the Porsche level that you are, is a 911. Am I correct? Yes, I have a 997.2. That's important. Yeah. Oh, good. They're adding dot twos to it because I didn't understand it before, but let's add some decimals. Yeah. Uh, and I have a Carrera 4S. Okay. It's, it's, bla- it's black with black wheels. Well, and, as um, it should be. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a great car. It's, um, it's from Beverly Hills. So it's a California car and uh, only done 18,000 miles. So I picked it up from a guy that it was his sort of garage queen, I suppose. And um, so I used it a little bit more than he did. Good. And I have a Subaru Impreza as my daily driver, which is just great for the mountains, the hiking, and the, the two black labs that I have. Yeah. Ah, yes. I forget the ones that ended up in the magazine, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Famous. Paddy and Finn. But you, I mean, you have a true love for Porsche. Like you have, like you were saying before the break, I mean, you were jumping back and forth between an M3 and a 911, depending on your driving style. But you do tend to drift towards Porsche. Drift is the word. Drift that, towards that, Porsche. That's yeah. the challenge. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Trying to control that drift. Sure. I've got a lot more steady now, hence the 4S. Well, that's what, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> a little more traction, yeah. A little bit that's, more traction, yeah. especially on Seattle roads in the wet, right? Sure. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, we I mean, did a, a long time ago, Nick and I did a podcast uh, choosing the uh, the perfect Northwest driver's car. And I chose the 911 Turbo as the, if you wanted if you wanted to have the supercar that you could drive year round in the Pacific Northwest, I think the all wheel drive Porsches, in my opinion, are about as good as it gets because with the wheel and tire swap, that's it. You can go anywhere any time of the year. Yeah, I, I once got told I'm not mature enough to own a Porsche Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> None of us are. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I was I was looking at that Porsche that was going that I don't even know what it was. It was a nine the, the one that's going to Gumball and they had the roof rack with the extra oh, tire on yeah. top of it. And I'm going. That's a new nine 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 one point two turbo. Okay, good. Again, more decibels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the facelift is. It's, I mean, first gen, second gen of the same chassis. You, do, I mean, along the lines, Dan, and talking about the perfect Northwest car, you don't realize that a lot of people in this world use Porsches for rally cars. I mean, they are notorious rally cars, and and have taken them off long, off off road. Um, I was going through some of the the photographs that uh, Carl brought in one of these books, and there was there was there's an article in there with the, the gentleman that's got the. Um, what is it now? It's, it's it's a rally car. I mean, oh the Roth, the old Rothmans. Yeah, the, say, Rothmans, the Rothmans yeah. rally car. Yeah. That's, that's the rally cars, yeah. and that's and that's making a comeback in style too. Uh, in fact, uh, Singer, their latest creation is a rally, uh, a rally build. Oh yeah, I I saw that one they did when they the single one when they launched the that that one that's been doing the rounds the 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 green one the, the, yeah. that they launched at Williams. Yeah, with the head oh, with the four oh, headlights in the hood. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's we've said it many times before. There's there's nice recreations, there's nice restaurants, then there's Singer, and there's nobody they, else they, like Singer. They take it to another level for sure. Yes, yeah. I, I I would say like as far as those aftermarket companies, Singer is the only one that if I had the money, I would actually pay that much for them. I mean, they're worth it. But you sit there and you go, okay, we're gonna build you a Porsche for a million dollars, and I mean. The only other Porsches out there that are, are priced around that are the 918s and the you high know, end. You know, I well, don't. 959s, I, I guess. But I don't. I can't recall if I've ever actually seen a Singer close up. Oh, I've seen. I've seen photos. Yeah, I've seen plenty photos, and I. But there I'm, was there was one in Monterey, Monterey. last year. Yeah, we saw but, one in Monterey last year, actually. Do you know of any? Yeah. Do you know okay. of any in the Northwest? No, no. not off the top of my head. I mean, there may be some, but I've never seen one here. Yet again, there are so many cars that are hidden here. I'm sure there's one tucked away. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a the, challenge, The rumors Nick. are starting to get stronger. People are starting to see a, a P1 that's being driven around here. Oh. There's a gray one that, that yep. is being spotted more regularly that uh, his, uh, nobody quite knows who it is. But yeah, I mean, it's, it, that's, the, that's where we live. I mean, you understand it. Yeah, I do. Some totally. of the cars that live here, you go, I'm sorry, where is that and where'd that come from? Well, you know, yesterday I, I popped along to Triple X down at Issaquah. You oh know, yeah, the Beamer, yeah. Beamer Fest they had yeah, yesterday. They had a, they had I always a, have to slow down when I tell people about that. Like, no, look, I did not go to a strip club. It's no, a burger oh, joint. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's even scary when you do a search on the in, on, on oh, your phone? Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I have to be careful. That what my, type like, of shows are at Triple X this weekend? Triple, oh, God. <laughs> the, the trick is to always have Triple X root beer. Oh, then, yeah, absolutely. Then, yeah. then you're safe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they. I think they, they had like 500 BMWs there yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and those 2002 turbos. And Pete Gleason was there telling yeah. his stories, and he had the M1 I yeah, one show. Yeah, he brought the M1. And they had the new i8. Is it a Roadster or a Spider? Yeah, the ro- it up. it's the Roadster. Is it a Roadster? Because I think it... It's, it's called the Roadster. It's oh, okay. The, it's called well, the i8 Roadster the, officially. The i8 Roadster here? Yeah, orange one. Oh, orange wow. one. Yeah, I had no idea. It, it was okay. the press release car, too. It's cool. the, the i8 Roadster. Okay. Yeah, side-by-side side by side Peter's M1, which is a, a motorway in the UK, by the way. It's like the i90. The M1. Yeah. The M1. Yeah. It goes from London sure. up north. Yeah, it's not an S one, Dan, or whatever you called it. I call it a one M. That was one M. I call it the one M, and I, I I knew it was the. I was like literally reading the badge, and I said M one or one M in my head, and I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I, I had he the, messes up once every thousand. I do it 
all the time. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, they're I still going to call me out for it. I though. know, but I mean, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, next time I'm going to go live and I'm going to call every car the wrong name, every exactly. single one. I'm going to go through. I'm like, this 360 is a 430, and just keep going. Look Not, at this BMW F type. Destroy the internet. Watch, watch everyone go crazy on the live feed. Uh, <laughs> and like Peter Gleason, what a collection that guy's got. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and too. he's got a story. I mean, I, I was fortunate to go and spend some time at his uh, at his place a couple of weeks ago, and oh man, I mean, he's got. A story for every car and yeah. he's it's a very purposefully built collection dan and i had the privilege of going down to the heroes of bavaria at lemay and then afterwards peter cornered us because he knows us from exotics and we had a, a lovely private audience with him and i always love talking to him i mean like you said there's a story for there's a story into a story into a story for every car of not why you know i mean he, obviously he's a huge bmw collector but he's a huge collector like you said i've never had the privilege of seeing his collection but he's always graced us with some of the most beautiful cars and he came out of nowhere with that bmw this weekend so. yeah he just drove it in I, and i thought it had the it still had the lemay plates on it and i was like oh maybe lemay brought it because i was i was i had to come in late i had a conflicting appointment that morning and so i just saw the car there and i saw the lemay plate i didn't realize peter had actually brought the car I was like, oh, and you know, LeMay being a sponsor, I was like, oh, I didn't realize they were going to be here, and I didn't realize they were going to bring a car. So I was like, oh, it's just from LeMay. No, no, no. It was Peter's. Yeah. So let me turn a question on you guys then, if, that, if I may. Okay. So what is your sort of most memorable t- you know, show at Exotics or any of the look that you just unexpected? The unexpected is, is hard, and, and, and I've said this, and I'm grateful for the opportunities that I've been given, but because of the stuff we do with Exotics, I'm kind of jaded. We've seen it. Like... Dan's ultimate, ultimate car is the McLaren F1 LM. Yeah. And we run into it in Monterey <laughs> every year. Uh, there's, a, there's an orange one up on top of there, but it's, it's on, on top. Right it's, here. It's, 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 yeah. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I'm, but, I'm know, too short. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but as far as, you know, one of the things that we were lucky enough to kind of set, um, and this is an unverified record, is the fact that we were the first place, I, I think, in the, I know in the United States, maybe in the world, the fact that we were to have a, a LaFerrari and a LaFerrari Perta that were privately owned together. Oh, yeah. Ferrari had done it and had a lot. It wasn't the first LaFerrari Perta, the, but we were lucky enough to do that. And that was a really cool day. Uh, yeah, I, I actually, I mean, you know, we had a little bit of heads up on that. And thank you, you know, for the photographers. I posted a picture on Instagram and people were asking me how I photoshopped that. Because it, it's like side by side. Nah. Yeah, nah. totally correct. Yeah. Hadn't been done before. Yeah, and I mean, and another one in, in that same collection is the, the 250 GTO. Every time I see that car, I mean, and, it, you know, how rare it is. I mean, I, I love everything. I'm, I'm Obviously, you can tell from around here I'm a big Ferrari guy. But yeah. and seeing that car, always. I, al- I always find something new on that car. And, and it's something that's really... Have you, have you seen the, uh, the little video that's on YouTube at the moment? I think the 250 GTO had their get together back in italy recently yeah and, and they all and, went drive yeah the, and this car uh, three of the cars from here i yeah, think went over exactly yeah. and yeah. they shipped them uh, the photography and the videography on that video if you don't, haven't seen it it's just, i think unfortunately something one of the roads one of them got hit yeah but yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so just terrifying so just, dan i didn't mean to speak for you no for no the, no, but, no, you no you're fine uh it's a tough call like um when I was 14, I went for a ride in Jason Tang's white Supra twin turbo. Him and my brother-in-law were college roommates. Uh, my brother-in-law is deaf. When you were 14? When I was 14. Jason doesn't look that old. He was, he was in college at the time, and so he wasn't that much older than me. Uh, but that's how I know Jason. I met Jason before I knew anybody with exotics, and I, just, and I basically re-met him again when I started going to exotics. But 
that was a, a huge memory of mine because I was a you know a young and fourteen at that time. Like the Supra was still very much an exotic to me, even though it was new. Like I come from a totally small redneck town up north, so anything that had over two hundred horsepower was an exotic. <laughs> and uh, then last year, actually, when I got my C seven Z six, we swapped cars for a day. I drove his orange McLaren MP four twelve C Spider, and he followed me in my Z six, and. To date, that has probably been one of the best cars I've ever driven, just how telepathic, telepathic that car is to drive. But it's things like that and those connections where you get to know people well enough and they realize you're not going to, one, mess up their car or go too hard with it. You just get opportunities that – and the part of me that still is that small kid from the small town in Arlington never dreamed of opportunities like that. And, I mean, moving here and I've – we know a ton of people with pretty amazing cars across the board. That's that's a given when you do volunteer at events like Exotic. You see things that don't exist outside in small towns. But those opportunities like that, I mean, a good friend of ours and previous guest, Kevin Beach, he has a, a McLaren MP412C. And like through that connection, uh, a very, very close friend of mine, I'm house-sitting for them right now, uh, she got to drive the 12C. And she's a huge Formula One fan, huge McLaren fan. And so like just kind of making those connections and bringing those people together. That truly is what drives me in these shows. And those are the kind of memories that I actually hold dear. Even if they're not for me, I love being able to kind of bring those kind of people together and see how much joy they can get from things like that. Like that's extremely motivating for me. And it, I, it's hard to put a price or even really explain how much joy it brings me to see that kind of elation that I can give to other people. No, I'm totally with you. Cause that, that was my experience when I saw Glenn's RS 2000. It was like all my youth came flooding back and all my, you know, and I got talking to him for a long time. Hi, Glenn. And, you know, I, ho- I haven't seen the car since. I think hopefully he'll bring it down for maybe. Actually, is the RS2000 technically a British car? Or yes. Because I think it was b- built in Dagenham. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, it's a British car. We'll for count sure. it. We'll count but it. No, but the, those cars do bring back memories. I mean, um, Mike Wilson, who is a longtime guy for exotics, has that red uh, uh Lamborghini Countach. Oh, yeah. And I remember one, every time I see that, it reminds me of my childhood. The poster. A poster. Yep. Yeah. I had that had, poster. You, had the white, you either had the white one, the red one, or the black one. And I had you, all of them. And then you had the Testarossa that went next to it was either red, white, or black. Well, it, or it, you, I think it might be a yellow one. But In the yeah. UK at the time, there used to be this shop in, you know, just every high street mall had this shop called Athena. And everyone from the UK is probably going, I remember that. Okay. And they used to sell these posters, famous pictures of, you know, the, the guy grabbing the girl and giving her a kiss in Paris. You've probably ah. all seen that one, yeah. right? And they had the Lamborghini Countach. Countach? Countach, yeah. Mustache. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that poster everyone had, right? And the, the F40, you know, and then when you see one for real. And I will say this related to that memory, and Dan can relate to this a little bit, and I probably fanboy out a little bit more. Um, we have the opportunity every year of hanging out with Valentino Balboni uh, through Concorso. Yeah. And to be able to sit down with the guy that has driven pretty much every Lamborghini that came off the line from early 70s to mid-2000s and and know that if, if, if there's a Lamborghini out there and it had come off the line and he'd driven it in his history, that's one of the coolest people I've ever met through the, had the opportunity. So there's someone whose name you recall. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then we never right. forget Valentino Balboni's yeah. name. Yeah. That's the level you have to that's be for level, Nick yeah, to remember that, your no, name. No. You have to be like, you know, you have to be. Shut a... up, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back to my beer. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, yeah, the, the Red Countach. Every time that thing pulls up, my heart drops a little. I remember the first time I ever saw one, I was in Leavenworth. I was a kid. 
And I remember like just being frozen in my tracks because I had had the posters and I had seen it on TV and I remember the opening scene from Cannibal Run and I had all that. And then finally a black one drove by me right on that main street in Leavenworth and I just froze and he saw me just kind of standing there just wide-eyed with my jaw dropped and he revved it up and drove away. And I was just like, ha oh. <laughs> So that was last week. Uh, <laughs> I mean, every day in Leavenworth, right? I tell you, I Dan's right. I have seen more cars in Leavenworth. Yep. It's, it's the destination area. Highway 2 is a great drive. I mean, yeah. you can either see them in downtown Kirkland or they're in Leavenworth. And and it's a great drive. Uh, it, and it's it's part of, actually, I think, you, don't you have a Dan's drive that goes to Leavenworth? Yeah, I have a couple yeah, that goes exactly. through. Yeah, and so. I also want to sign up for one of those. I was on your website the other day, and I... I, I I copied you on a or tagged you on a, a yeah, an image did. in Instagram, and I thought I also want to drive that road. I can't remember where it was, but you knew it. Uh, was that in Colorado somewhere was it or Dan it knows Banff? every road. Banff, yes, it was in Banff. Banff, Alberta. Yeah, and it's yeah. The, it's the road. It's actually not in Banff. It's actually in Jasper National Park, and it goes from the highway that connects Banff to Jasper. And that road is terrifying in the winter for one, but it's absolutely stunning. Like the mountain. The the great thing about that photo you sent me is that's how it looks. It's not like one of those trick photos where things are done to scale no, at the I, right angle. It's like, that's just how it is. You look to your right, there's a mountain as tall as Rainier, like right next to the road. And they just joke, they just, they're so like gr- the Tetons, straight gro- up out of the ground. You know, growing growing up in the UK, you know, your image of America is is those long, straight roads and just getting in a sports car and just like sticking it down there. Would be- and my image of England is all, everything from Oliver Twist, so. <laughs> it's all very accurate, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, this, I was going to say, I, I know of a very, very good road uh, on the east side of Yosemite coming out of Nevada. And I have a photo of it uh, in my GTR where I stopped at the top of the hill and, and the photo vanishes. The road vanishes. It's so long and so straight. And I got in there and may have been, has it been long enough yet? Allegedly. I don't think I, don't think I can Allegedly. To, yeah, allegedly. I, I allegedly may have topped out my GTR on that road. Oh, Top. look at that. Oh, look at that. Hey. Yeah. Just pouring myself a little more IPA, folks. (laughs) So, Well, someday, when you grow up enough to have a turbo in your Porsche, we'll give you a road. When I'm mature enough. (laughs) When you're mature enough. When do you think I'll reach that point? Never. Does anyone reach that maturity? We'll all have the giggling car person inside of (laughs) us. The opportunities we have here, though, through the car community um, have been pretty mind-blowing to me. Like I said, as as a kid and... It's funny that my mom or my brother will message me something. They don't, they don't message on my Instagram or my Facebook, but they'll call me and they'll see a photo and my brother will be like, what was it like? You know, what was it like? You know, because he'll see me in a car or next to a car and, you know, he'll want to know about it. But what's, uh, you've had tons of opportunities with your ends. What's your, been your favorite car you've driven? Not just photographed, but actually driven. I, I you know, I've had a, there's a couple of weird little cars in my background that I really like. I, Favorite memories for different reasons. I had a Golf GTI Edition 30, right? So 2002? Yeah, and it was like just a little few tweaks on it, and they went mm-hmm. back a little bit retro. With yeah, the, the plaid the, and the golf ball shifter. Yeah, and I, all of that. I had a 337. Yeah, and it, that was just an insanely good value for money car. Yeah, those killer seats, and it was just a fun little car to zip around in. Yeah, and I've had, I've had pretty much... I didn't have a Mark One GTI, but I think I've had every GTI since. I actually I just sold a Mark Seven. GTI the performance edition because the lease was up um, but and I've gone for the Impreza because with with the dogs but the Golf GTI edition 30 was uh, probably one of my favorites um, oh I'm going to rack my brains a little bit now so um, other favorite cars that I've driven or I've owned driven not driven one I've had a couple of racing day track day type opportunities over the time 
and um, taking a Lancia Integrale ah. around the rally track at Silverstone was was insane. I drove it once on Forza. Yeah, and that is, I mean, actually, I, is it is it Kevin Lynch who's got yeah, Kevin Flynn? Flynn. Kevin Flynn, yeah. sorry, there's yeah, a blue one. Previous guest, yeah, yeah, that. That car is one of my all-time favorite ever cars. I mean, there's a Lancia Stratos as well, which I've sat in but never driven. I, that's actually one of, my, one of my favorite cars ever. I've seen one in Monterey, and it's such a striking car. Yeah. And just, see, also, one of the most dangerous rally cars ever. Yeah, uh, I mean, so but, was it the Integrale S4 or something like that that they did the Group B yes. version? And then even, I'll talk, I'll just come pop. If you go back to historical, like the Fulvia, the Lancia Fulvia, that, yeah, that, I'm trying to picture it. I don't know that was, one. Was it like, almost one? like an Alpha type car as it looks. I mean, Fred Russell will probably have a heart attack at saying that. But uh, was Lancia the one that infam- oh, infamously? Yes. We have one that comes to exotics. Yeah, the red one. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Um, I've also one of my favorite memories, and I'm going to drop a name, lose a name here. Was I once got the opportunity to go around Silverstone in a Le Mans car, a Le Mans sort of with the cockpit on and they had like a rear seat slightly offset from the driver Uh to go around and it was the Jaguar test driver that took me around and and he he was going pretty quick I'd imagine even his version Um, of slow is quick my brain's going what was his name it was running or renning or something like that Um, he never quite made the full Formula 1 team but he was doing the Le Mans racing and at the end, I sort of said, well, you know, what pace were you going to? And he said, that was about 95%. He said, because if I drop below that pace, then I'll lose a little bit of concentration. And I said, what, what would... And he was carrying your weight. Yeah, it was t- <laughs> totally. A lot of ballast there. Yeah. You know, it was like conversation was, from going from 95% to 100%, what, what is the difference? And he said, well, on a, lap time, on a lap like that, it was about 400 meters. And you go, and you start to realize that, Wow. And you go, and you start, your brain starts to do the calculations right. So he's just taking me around Silverstone within 400 meters of a competitive lap. Well, that sounds exciting and terrifying. But then you say, how fast does one of those cars do 400 meters in, right? Yeah. And it's not a lot. Yeah. Seconds <laughs> off the... Off the and then you think, but he was so smooth. You could, have sit, you could have been sitting there having a glass of this IPA. But that was one of my memories, and the, just the smell and the aura and the noise, and you know, yeah. And you're going down the, the main straight at Silverstone, you can just imagine, you know, because I'm a big Formula One. I'm, I'm a huge Formula One fan. I get up at sort of crazy hours in the morning to watch that. But I'm a big fan of the drivers, but also the designers. So my oh, all-time favorite. The design is, is in, in any motorsport is one of my favorites. Adrian Newey, who I've had the opportunity to meet a few times, is just a legend. In terms of, I think he designed three with three different manufacturers or something, race winning Formula World One cars. Yeah. Just that's a that's next level design and engineering. Oh, yeah. There's so much to take into consideration when you do that. Not to mention rules. But that just, tweaking one fin like a half of a degree and, and where it gives you downforce and where it affects things. I'm, I've watched I, any show I can watch on, on, on the technology that goes into F1. I even love the shows. I, I will never watch them. I will never watch NASCAR, but I love watch, watching what goes into the cars and how they set them up. Like, yeah, they're that's about awesome. Like denting the quarter panels yeah. to change the airflow, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, you can't do that on an F1 car. No. And obviously, with Formula One, everything bleeds onto the road eventually, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Which yeah. is great. I mean, and you look at some of the, 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 what do you think about some of the stuff that's going on in Formula One with the new uh, halos and stuff like that? Well, well, I think, you know, Formula One since, well, you know, it's, it's a highly dangerous sport, right? But the level of safety and, and security of the drivers has been incredible. I mean, you know, we, we can all think back to the days of Ayrton Senna and how long ago was that? Um, he says it right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Aaron Senna? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nick can't pronounce but he has to probably be the all-time icon of. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Schumacher. Yeah, yeah. Schumacher was just you know, obviously efficient. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if I had my favorite, I'd go for Eddie Irvine just because he just played the lifestyle as well. Right. He was just a lad. <laughs> he was a champagne Charlie. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. And but, uh, what a uh, Prost and. Uh, oh, there was a lot of battles. Um, what's the infamous movie that they made? Um, with. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, oh, with um, with James Hunt. Yeah, yeah James yeah. Hunt, Hunt. Yeah, that he's a boy, right? I mean, like, yeah. have you seen some of the? Still going back to photo. You seen some of the pictures of him, like having a cigarette and a bottle of beer, sitting on the nose cone after he's just right. done a qualifying lap, two feet from I mean, a bottle of gasoline. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. What could yeah. happen? You know, he's just he's just set lap record at Imola or something, and then he's sitting in the pits having a smoke with a can of beer. I mean, those were the days, right? Yeah, those are. Yeah, it doesn't get much more manly than those guys when you see them on the track. Halcyon days. <laughs> yeah. They, One small tortoiseshell on their head. Yeah. And, you got, <laughs> and, and they're manual shifting, too. Oh, I yeah. Mean, it's just crazy. Actually, you know, speaking of uh, favorite cars, though, not have driven, being the photographer, what's, uh, in your opinion, it's probably going to be hard to pick one, so you can name a few, but what's that most that car you look at that just blows you away in, visually? Oh, that's a tough question. Yeah. Um, and you can tell these guys didn't prime me for that one. Um I think I'm with you a little bit on some of the... Well, actually, you're going on the McLaren. I, I think I'd go XJ220. Oh, yeah? Okay. I mean, just because that car set a standard that is almost yet to be beat, right? I mean, it's still up Except there. Except for the fact that I don't think it ever did 220, did it? I think it did. I thought it, I thought it got to 217. I, I mean, wasn't, I'm sure that... Wasn't, wasn't the three cars that sort of were all competing at the same era? There was a Something. McLaren, a Lamborghini, and the, the Jag. Yeah, you had the XJ220, you had the McLaren F1. The, you the, had the Bugatti EB110. EB110. And they all did a... They all went together. I thought... You, you know, I thought that was the, the funny thing that the XJ220 never actually got to 220. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of, like, technologist and... Well, they went through, like, so many different configurations. It was supposed to have that V12. Yeah. I'll tell you one car that I that has got a beauty I'd never even appreciated literally till this week. That Alfa Romeo that just won best in class in that event in, in Italy. Like the, you probably need to get oh, online. Uh, well, I know which one you're talking about. What was that? Well, um, and I, I had a little message exchange with, um, with Fred Russell. And he said there's only nine of those ever built. And yeah, so it's a 60... Two, like two slash thirty two or something. Yeah, something yeah. like that. It, you're right. Those those that waving fender. Insanely like, beautiful car. Yeah, I, it, I I never knew about that until this week. Yeah, that that era of sixties Italian is about as good as it gets. I can do research too. The XJ two twenty recorded a top speed of two twelve. Oh. Uh, yeah, two hundred twelve point three. But what year, Nick? What year? Well, I'm, I'm, that, that was the initial testing uh, at the Nardo test track in Italy. Um, but I was just it was just. Look, I know very few car facts, and that was one of them. <laughs> I got to take my you head. Know, I saw one. It, it, I was lucky to see that one that Roy had at Cat's Exotics when he had it. I, I went up and checked it out because I had never seen one in person before. Man, that is a car that 
there's one here in a private collection in Bellevue that uh, has never been seen. Well, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, so I think that would be, that would be up there. I in, think. And um, what else? There's some old Audis, pretty special. Some of the rally cars. Oh, yeah, Audi Quattro, Audi Quattro oh, yeah. Sport, short yeah. wheelbase. Yep. Any, anything with Michelle Mouton in it, I'm a fan. Of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still got a crush on her. Is that I about always the will. car? <laughs> Any woman who can drive like that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm, I'm, I do have a place in my heart for Aston Martin. Oh yeah, it's hard to say Aston. I, they haven't made yeah. an ugly car. I don't think. No. <laughs> even even their ugly cars are still nicer uh, than most. What's the four door one? Oh yeah. Where they just took they took a DV12 and cut it in half and stretched it like a limo. Yeah, I know what you're talking I'm, about. Lagonda? No, not the Lagonda. No, Lagonda's. Um, um, yeah. Um, the Rapide. Rapide. Yeah. I still think it's pretty. Eh, whatever. It's was, Gord- La- was Lagonda an Aston Martin? I thought that was a Jensen. Is that was Lagonda? Maybe you're. I, don't know, I think I, you're it right. Sounds yeah. from, it's Aston sound- Martin Lagonda. Yeah. Aston Martin Lagonda. Yeah. yeah, yeah that, that is a really funky car. That's that one with the really t- like the really wide square headlights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that in like a dream cars book I had when I was a kid. I had like those those books of dream cars, and they had and that was it. And I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, I, th- I, I, I you know, if you push me on favorite all time cars, I think it goes back to my rallying roots, and it it's group it, you know, it's it's grounded in Group B. Everything coming out of Group B was awesome. Every, yeah, I mean everything in that Group B era. Yeah, you know, the Lancia, Integrale, the Tur- was it the Peugeot T16. Audi was Lancia Quattro. the one that, that tricked that tricked the people? Like when, yes. they, when they counted the cars, they they put them all in a parking lot, and then they took them to lunch, oh, and they get... moved all the cars through their parking lot. Yeah, to prove they that only the had production numbers were there. Oh, for the homologation. Yeah, yeah. 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 So they I remember that. Yeah, they just circled them back. Who cares? Again. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. you counted this half. Let's go to lunch. <laughs> yeah, that makes it better to me. <laughs> Absolutely, it's a great story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you think about those days of of Colin McRae and Richard Burns that we spoke about earlier. I mean, just incredible. Feats of superhuman control. Driving. I mean, just I, I mean, like I said, I like you. I ordered the videos. I mean, and they would take months to get there, and then you, you know, you. I think some of the first ones I ordered were VHS. Yeah, all like, mine were VHS. Oh yeah, I never had DVD ones. And I mean, watching those two inches from the screen as they're just blast. He's going down a road at a hundred and yeah. Lord knows what. It's like the um, is it the, the rally of the thousand lakes in Finland? Mm-hmm. Literally every hundred yards is a jump. Yeah, and the car is just boom, boom. It's like. It's just airborne all the way. Not, uh, yeah, this, the fact that they made the suspension work for so long under such punishing conditions is just insane. Yeah. Well, you can see what happens. Do you remember when uh, Pastrama crossed his car? That, they rolled it like 15 times and walked away. I mean, Yeah, and then he insane. cheers as he gets out and goes, Woo, what yeah. a ride. What a ride. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you fast forward to like here and now, I mean, the, the, that sort of Porsche GT2 RS thing that's going around Nürburgring, I mean... What have you what, seen the videos what, of that? What's going to be what? <laughs> it doesn't that defies physics to me. I remember when they were. I remember when I was younger and any like breaking eight seconds was like this magical barrier. And now they're like, how do we be eight minutes? Yeah, eight minutes. I mean, that's eight, eight seconds. Eight yeah. seconds around Nurburgring. Eight seconds yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Dan's a yeah. really only good a driver. DeLorean could yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and now they're yeah now they're beating they're trying to beat seven and or did they they think they've officially they're, beat they're, seven they're, now. they're below seven. Porsche yeah. Porsche hold like held the top three spots with like the nine eighteen. A GT2 and a GT3 RS, I think, were the top. You two, you're talking about. I, I think I saw something this week that Porsche's is move is in the um, in the sort of one of the race series that they're doing the factory running cars with the 918. They've just withdrawn. They, they they're going to focus on. Oh the yeah, they're, they're out of Le Mans. Yeah, or not of Le Mans, Le Mans. Um, but did you see they just de-restricted the 918 and did a lap at Spa and put a video up? So Seriously, they, I haven't yeah. seen that yet. 
Yeah, they actually said like this is what the car. They took all the restrictions of the of the race series. And did off what it could do, and, and showed you what it could really could do. And I think they posted. A, I think it was at Spa Francorchamps that they would just put a video upon. I just looked it up. The GT2 RS uh, Nurburgring lap record six forty seven thirty. That is insanity. <laughs> I love Porsche. Every time before exotics, I take time and I walk down to the to the the Forza window and I look at that nine one nine. Oh yeah, shell. And I, I mean, and it's again so cool. <laughs> like, yeah, I love that's a well cars. kept secret that little office down there. It is, it is. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know, there's a shell of a P1, a nine one nine race car, and then there is a brand new 2018 Ford GT with the heritage package. Would well, be a great a place. Shell. Be a great place to stand and have your coffee this Sunday or Saturday. Sorry, you with, know, with, well, it's a little far away from us, but it's uh, well, no, it's I mean, on the, the approach. The six a.m. queue is going to be right past. Oh, right? that's right. Oh God, what, what, what time? What time do we need to arrive on Saturday? Oh God! If I tell you a number, it just means I have to arrive before it. So <laughs> I don't know yet. <laughs> I think we should be there by. 645 oh we shall we'll probably be there before that so, so i will be there around 645 <laughs> yeah dan will be there at, for those for those of the dan fans they'll be at 645 <laughs> and he will be going live at exactly 9 30 yeah yeah i think i'm gonna sneak into redmond town center and just park my car right there like 4 a.m don't give people ideas oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> just i'm it. now getting dirty damn it off chris <laughs> Let's take a quick break. We'll, we'll Let's be, take a quick break. Yeah. yeah. We're Spons- going to go beat Carl, but we'll be right back. by Whiskey and Rye. <laughs> hey, this is Nick from Rain City Supercars. This part of the podcast is brought to you by M Squared Fitness. Personalized fitness, personalized performance. Find M Squared Fitness online at m2-fitness.com. Mention Rain City Supercars. Get your first session free. And we're back. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, we touched about it earlier. You, we all come to the show for the same reason, and that's the community. And I was going through some of your photos. Uh, I, I go through your photos all the time just because you take amazing photos. But you uh, have a great eye of uh, catching candid photos. In fact, you got some great ones that I used for our website. Uh, from the Lamborghini party we went to when yeah, they stop launched. Stop doing that. I need to be able to suck it in if you're going to take a photo of me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jeez. Yeah, I've had a few taken of me. Exactly. My, yeah, age is catching up with me. <laughs> it's catching up with all of us. Gravity is catching up with me. It's a, yeah, we used some of Carl's photos at the uh, from the Urus launch for our, our own page, actually. But when you're out there on Saturday, what catches your eye as a photographer? What are you looking for? Like, where's. People you know or people... What's your muse? Yeah, what's your muse? What's my muse? What's my genre? Well, I I am asking... We have so many photographers that come to Redmond. I mean, there's there's a kid, one of my favorite photographers, uh, Instagram followers I follow, he he drives down from Bellingham. I know. There's some... And there's some guys have got like 50,000 followers. Yeah. It's insane. So, a couple of things. Well, firstly, thank you for this space dust, which has just arrived. Very timely. <laughs> Carl's on to his second beer. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And Nick's, About that time. Got, Nick's doesn't even have water. Well, I mean... <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm hydrated from the day. Yeah. yeah so. so, there's there's one... There's a book I bought here, which, um, for everyone listening, if you, uh, if you look at uh, the hashtag, a flat six love affair, and I'll hand it to, uh, to Dan to talk through, is sort of my inspiration... So it's a guy called uh, Bart, and uh, he he uses a Leica and he takes photographs of uh, Porsche. I say Porsche, and it's like I'm gonna have to keep saying. Porsche. I know two, two syllable word. How do we say it? Is it Porsche or Porsche? Porsche is a. Can I stay with word. Porsche? So I grew up. Or is it is it frowned Squash upon? Squash beetle. Porsche, <laughs> Porsche capital A Porsche. 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 And you know, I'm Dan. All 
put some pictures up on the website, but the, the, this guy has an art of really just capturing the love affair that the people have with their car. And that's what I try and look for at all the car shows and the events, is just trying to get that candid shot of the, the, the person and their car. And it's not easy at car shows because you've got, you've got refuge bins, you've got signage. And so a lot of it is looking for the, the right angle. And then light. And exotics is amazing for light different times of the year. If you know where to, to stand. Like this week, going down in, in the new entrance that you guys have got, amazing. Because it's working the, really well. It's a diffused light environment, and yep. you can get the car shoot. So this, this That's why we did it, for the diffused light environment. I know, environment. I, I, I totally know. So this week, I only took photos of white and silver cars. I noticed that, and because it looked that was, really good. That was my theme. Yeah. And then Jason took all the colorful ones, you mm-hmm. know. the, uh, And so I always look for that theme every day or every, cause to keep the interest, because it's not just about me taking a picture of a parked car. It's about the broader, the ambiance, the connection. And, and that's where you drive the conversation with the individuals, right? And Yeah, in fact, I was going through your, 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 your white album, we'll call it. Yeah, my, my, my <laughs> your white, white album. My white party. Yeah, your white party. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, you do a wonderful job of framing these cars and, and catching them in motion. And, I mean, really, and, a, and it was cool because it wasn't just, you know, you had a Ferrari and a Jag. And, I mean, it was really eclectic group of cars. Yeah. So. And one of the other ones is cars with dogs. I love those. Have you seen many dogs people bring in their cars? Who is yep. that lady in the uh, NSX, the yellow NSX with the little... Oh, that was Michaela. Yeah. That is, that is one of our former... She's a retired thug. She used to oh, run the gate. Oh, she retired. She used yeah. to run the she, front gate. You she pay that run... much? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, serious <laughs> Wonderful money. retirement plan where one day you wake up and you go, I'm retired, and it costs you nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and you, and do you sell those daughter. plans, Nick? Do you advise yeah, yeah. on oh, those? I don't know. I don't know. I... I would miss the community too much. Michaela is an incredible artist. And in fact, in fact, she painted this for me for my birthday, this piece of art on the wall. Oh, that's excellent. Um, and she is, and so she, she's off exploring and, and, and finding her passions and, and doing that. In fact, I think she's getting ready to graduate from UW. So um, it's, she's been with us for a long time. But and I yeah, when you see, you yeah. know, like you, saw, you mentioned Sydney earlier with, you know, so I have like yeah. a, each week I have a, a theme, like what? a special, th- and I don't know what that theme is until I get there. And I always forget, what's the gentleman always comes in with? He's got a, is it the red Aston Martin convertible? And he has that dog that is the size of a horse. And it's, oh, yeah. The huge fluffy oh, thing. It's, and it's just, I mean, it's I mean, watching him come and in. The, there's those people in the red Ferrari that's like six of them and three dogs. Yep. And they come. So the full family. Yeah, the full family. It's a, who knew Ferrari were family wagons? Right? Many years ago, there was a gentleman that used to, to, to uh, come to the event. And I, he was Microsoft, so he moved out. And he had a... A Gallardo Spider, and he had a Great Dane, and that Great Dane sat sat a foot and a half above the windshield, and going. I mean, I some of the photos that came from that were incredible. Watching him go down the freeway with the jowls just flapping in the wind. So, <laughs> no, but we we have a great dog community. Yeah, and so yeah, so having the theme every day. So Dan, I don't know what you know. You're flipping through that that book, but that's my inspiration, and. Um, yeah, we'll, it, po- we'll post a link. Yeah, to I'll it post a link to the book online because it is incredible to look at. Just uh, I just the, as soon as I opened it, the first page I opened was to the Rothmans uh, rally yep. 911, and then the next page was a woman with her uh, a C4S, um, the Speedster, which yeah. you don't we don't see many Speedsters anymore. I still remember the original ads for those Speedsters when they came in all those colors. Like Porsche broke the mold with the 964 Speedster, yeah. and they had that one where they had the engineers, and he like turned the lipstick tube, and he's like, "Oh, this one." And then there was one where he, like, he dropped some candy, and it was this blue. Like 
Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Porsche I mean, best you, ads. and you said he's going to do seven books, one one each for each letter of the word. Porsche. Yeah, and I think he's on volume four now. Yeah, and and so I, this is my inspiration, and I think I'm going to keep getting the rest of the volumes because I I flick through that book time and time again, and that's my inspiration. So like Friday evening, sadly, I lie in bed flicking through this, and then I get to exotics. I did the same at the the BMW gig yesterday. It was uh, was it yesterday. Yeah, it yeah, was yesterday. Triple X. Just trying to look for that different angle. And uh, Pete Gleason was there, actually. He turned up with the M1 again. I think we mentioned that. Getting boring now. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, that's the other thing we want to talk about is we, we want to, you know, talk about the other car communities around. But the big thing is, is the, the moto side and the bikes as well. Some of the class, the bikes here. I mean, there's a big oh, event coming up with um, that Ty Moore runs, right, up at Sumerian Brewery. Yep. With yeah. the Ducati, the Esprilas, oh, the Bull, Is that Bulls and Bikes? Uh, that's a different event, but there is bulls and bikes at yeah. Sumerian as well, which is uh, Ducati and Lamborghini. Yeah, and there's some amazing bike collections in this area as well. This is a good one for our young photographers, though. There's a lot of photographers uh, that come to our event who are looking to stand out and try something different, or and they run into the same problem. But basically, they all take the same photos. They all look the same. They take the same car from the same angle and the same light because they know that's what they were taught in their high school yeah, you know, textbook. Pho textbook photography yeah. class. This is a great example for something for them to listen to or learn or anybody who just wants to start photographing. You need to set yourself apart. This is a great idea. Try a theme. Find something that works for you that week um, and stick with that. That's a great idea of being original because yeah. none of them will have the same idea, if, or at least it would be very unlikely. Yeah, a great example. Um, I think it was last year or two years ago I went to an event. It, it, it's the All-British Field Meet. Uh, up at One Eater, which is coming up. It's I mean, a lot of oil. Nick's, the Nick's no, smiling. Now Nick I, will be there. He'll be best of show. No, I, I, I like going to those shows. I've always, and Dan knows this. I have a very. Do you have hard a Union Jack hang, handkerchief? Oh, absolutely. You know me. I mean, I just, I, I wouldn't want my perm to get out of control. I have a hard time. I love going and walking around, but there's those guys that go up there and sit behind their cars for eight hours. I can't do that. No, that's the only challenge. It's, it's, but it's a great event. Though. Oh, it's a wonderful event. I mean. I just usually don't take the car, but I go and I look for parts. I think you and fit I like right in with all those MG owners. Oh, absolutely. Right in. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I fit the stereotypical mold of an of a, of a MG owner, just like he fits the stereotypical mold of a Corvette owner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you go to that all British field meet and, you know, you get that whole, you know, classic sort of... Uh, but. Oh, it just smells like oil. It does. <laughs> and it's all over the grass and it kills yeah. the grass, right? <laughs> and See? those are just the people. <laughs> <laughs> and... There was, I was struggling to like find a theme. And then I came up across one of those, what do they call big Heelys? Like they have a Heely and they have big Heelys. They got some, some insane engine in them. And oh yeah, yeah, okay. Like a five liter. So they, and I just spent an hour talking to the guy, taking photographs of this one car with this one guy. And then he emailed me like the week later, I sent him the links to the pictures. And he said, my wife said, I've had that car for 40 years. And that's the best photograph anyone's ever taken of him, of that car. What was he doing? He was sitting in his deck chair, reading the newspaper next to his car. Like, it wasn't about the car. It was about him, his pride, and that moment in his life where he's just next to his car. And then um, some random magazine in the UK picked up the pictures and... Uh, they did a full spread of that that one particular. I took fifty pictures of the one car, uh, all with the guy. But there was like three or four hundred cars there. And to your point about you know, find your find your theme, find your muse, find your theme, yeah. find your muse. Do you know um, John, our previous guest with the E30 M3? No, I think I know the car. You know the John Zubrick E30 M3. Oh yes, is he the guy from Cats? Yes. Yes. 
it, the way you guys talk about cars actually is very reminiscent of each other. You have that same kind of passion, that same kind of you find something and you have that muse. You have that very artistic look at cars that just total gearheads don't often get. Uh, I'll I'll admit to being that guy. I have a I don't find I I have a hard time finding that artistic side when I look at cars. I admire them and I see their function more than anything else. So it's hard for me to. You know, one one powerful question you could ask at any car show when you go up to an owner. One powerful question. Just ask the owner, what's their favorite part of the car? Hmm. And then, you know, you, what, like you talk to someone with, uh, there was someone there with a the Jaguar XKR. He talks about the real wheel arch. It's a bit like Porsche owner, well, especially in a wide body C4S turbo GTS. They will talk about the, the rear, wide body. the oh. rear arch. Yeah. yeah. And you ask that question. It, it's like a first date, right? It's, it's that opening question that drives a conversation. What part of your wife do you love the best? Yeah. <laughs> There's no right answer yeah. to that one. No, yeah. <laughs> no, right. There's a lot of wrong ones. <laughs> but, you know, you, you ask that question, you know, what's your favorite part of that car? They gush because they, and they, a, lot of, a lot of the owners struggle to give you a precise answer. And then you say, look, I'm going to take a photograph of that. And they go, well, is it that? Is it that? Is it that? And then they just tell you all about the car. Is it the new set of brake cylinders they've just put in? You know, they put these Willows brakes in that... Is it Willows or Willwood? Willwood. They're yeah. always proud of those, right? They yeah. put a new, you know, oh, look at this. You yeah. know, it, it stops now. Yeah. <laughs> or someone, one guy sort of got me to crawl under the engine and looking like some new track rods he'd put in. That, like, I have no idea why these were important, but apparently it was like <laughs> it, it made the difference, right? And obviously if you if you It makes you fall in love with your car again. It does. I mean, if you... What is the favorite part of my car? Or if you ask someone, it's like those Weber carburetors, right? There's always something that everyone's got. Uh, a dual Webers. Or, I hate those. <laughs> <laughs> They're beautiful. But, uh. you, you had me thinking. As soon as you said it, I was like, man, what is the favorite? my favorite part of my car? Aesthetically, if I'm looking at it, I mean, my, uh, the sound is probably my favorite part of the car that speaks Difficult to me. Difficult to photograph sound. Right, exactly. I said, but if I'm looking at it, what's the favorite part? And I think it's looking out the rearview mirrors and seeing the wide fenders. And I have these huge intakes for the rear of the car that pop up out of the quarter, the rear, yeah. the rear quarters that, and just that, that pure function of when I see it is just so beautiful to me of how everything just works. It's designed to work. It's so unesthetically designed that it, I mean, but it works because it's all function. You? It's your favorite part you're, of you're your kind car, of obsessing Nick. about, um, on the triumph, I will say there's the, uh, the way they made the, the front headlights on the TR three and it, they sit back and there's this little like ledge in front of the headlight. And I, it's just something that I, it's one of the things I obsess over because dirt collects there the most. But it's just it's this little interesting feature. It looks like the the headlight was in one place and the guy just took it and just pushed it back and went, no, it's going to go there. And it just created this little ledge. So, yeah. So it's funny. Last last year at the Ferrari Concours event, which is incredible. I know you guys help out there yeah. as well. Was I, I took a photograph and there's a Ferrari Dino. And I think the guy's on the board of directors at LeMay, if I'm not mistaken. But he's the one and he's the only owner of this car. So he's had it from new Ferrari Dino wow. factory collection. But what's the killer photograph of that car, right? That makes the front page. It was him detailing it. Really? Yeah. Huh. With the the mitt on his hand. So I The paint the, that he has only touched. Yeah, the pa- the shot that I got was you know, you get there early. He's got the car on the, the grass. There's the morning dew, and there's a little bit of damp and maybe a little bit of pollen on the car. And he's just doing the final detail, and he's just in literally caressing the car, right? You get that shot. It's just far more than the, just the picture of another Dino, right? And that's what you have to look for. And um, a lot of it's down to patience, yeah. right? 
because you can't go to a car show. I'm going to get the picture of that Dino and the guy polishing it because it's not going to happen. But you sit in front of the car and maybe wait 20 minutes. Well, authenticity matters, period. Yeah. In anything you do and anything you photograph, that's, I think that's been one of the biggest tricks for great photographers. Is Like we were looking through this book, the, uh, the volume three brought a flat six love affair. And the first thing that strikes me in all the photos is the authenticity. Yeah. It doesn't look like everything's just posed through. I mean, there's, there, there are a few posed photos, but it's the best shots in there that really jumped out are the ones of just the guy sitting in his car, just the guy standing next to his car, or just walking by his car. And it's like, I love seeing that yeah, so real I, life. Ira, the guy, the national um, geo photographer we spoke about, he, mm -hmm. one of his uh, great pieces of advice to me, it says, you know, choose your background and wait for the foreground to happen. Wow. And that's what I do a lot of exotics, right? I will pick the car and I'll wait for something to happen in front of it. It could be a person with a dog. It could be someone with some great shoes, drinking a cup of coffee. I'm starting to think we need to put, we need to put a bell on him so we know where he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's sneaky. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, a lot, of the, you know, a lot of that is about, you know, choose your background and wait for the foreground to happen. That's hmm. a really interesting way to look at it. I've never heard it described that way before, but it makes perfect sense and I love it. Yeah. It's a good life motto. <laughs> Where you think you should be and see what happens. <laughs> you know? I mean, totally, right? Oh, you're deep. Don't enforce it. Yeah. You're deep. I'm, um, st I'm stimulated by space. Well, stuff. that's okay, you know. Well, Carl, we really appreciate you coming. Um we know you we took time out of your 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 holiday weekend here to come spend time with us and and um share some of your stories, some that we didn't even know. I mean, like we, we like we always say with our guests, we never give them an agenda because we want to surprise them, but Finding out that you were a co-pilot in a rally car. Co-driver. Co-driver. Cool. Co That's co the DeLorean. Co-pilot. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. You, were, you were Michael J. Fox. You mentioned a rally DeLorean. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, Once. And, goes over one hump and all the aluminum crushes. And just before steel. we go, we should yeah. probably raise a little toast to Jason's new son. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, cheers, if you know Jason Ryder. Tang, he just had a uh, little boy... Like yesterday, yesterday. Rider, yesterday. Rider, yesterday. Rider Jason Tang, I believe is his name. Is. Rider so Jason, we have two Jason Tang. Two Jason. Oh boy, I don't know if the world's ready for that. But what's so. what's epic? He's a week early, so Jason can make German car day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Mabel would love to hear that. Well, cheers to our friend Jason, his new son. Cheers to Jason. Um, thanks for coming in. Thanks for um, having me. Yeah, uh, for Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. <laughs>